Hi, welcome to the Lipstick Jungle Podcast. I am your girl, Coco Michelle. And this is your girl, Niche. Um, today's topic, today we're going to be talking about are you ready for the ring? Oh, yeah. This is going to be a good one, you guys. It's going to be a good one. Yes. Um, but before we jump into our topic, let's do a quick little check-in with each other. So, what's what's been up, Coco? Well, first of all, I just want to say I'm glad that we are back. We took a little break, a good two-week break. So, we had to just, you know, finish living life, reset, and come back. So, I'm super-duper glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, I get so excited when it's filming time. Like, I really, really do enjoy it. Not much has been going on with me. I have found a new job, quit a new job, and found another <laughs> job. <laughs> Just like that. So, I mean, all is well. Black girl uh, magic right there. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. I can tell you, I am just not a person who will settle for disrespect. Yeah. Even if it is my livelihood, even if it is my source of income, I cannot work under those conditions. I refuse to be miserable. For yeah. 40 hours a week. Absolutely. And I do know the difference between good and bad days and ups and downs. And I know that there will be bad days no matter what job I have. But when it's a bad day every day, mm-hmm. that's that's unacceptable. And sometimes you just got to show these people that they do not own you. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's exactly what I did. So I was blessed to find another job in, in 10 days. Which is amazing, which tells me that it's not me and I'm not blocking my blessings. I'm just like walking in my purpose and doing what I'm supposed to do, being a good person, paying it forward. And the atmosphere is just taking care of me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. Thank you. What you been up to? Um, re- still kind of recovering from my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun chin deal. That's for sure. It was, it was a whole thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, so just kind of getting back into, um, other thing, other things. I was really pretty much focused on my birthday there for a while. So, um, now that that's over, I can just kind of shift gears and kind of get back to other projects that I'm working on and, um, really still trying to get a grip with this new job. It's a lot of new things that are kind of emerging that I have to learn so I have a lot of moments where I need to just kind of pause and put my head down and teach myself about their processes and and things like that. So that's kind of taking over my world right now is just wanting to be a superstar at work and For learn sure. all I can, you know, um, getting my daughter ready for homecoming. That's next weekend. So uh, yeah. this her first one. Yeah. Yep. Ninth Freshman. grade. Yep. Ninth grade, first homecoming. Date with a boy or going with homegirls? <sighs> She's going <laughs> with a group of friends. A group? Okay. But okay. there is a boy that calls himself her boyfriend that's in that group of friends. Okay. Will he be at this little, little send-off? I should make him come. You should make him come so we can fill him out. Yeah. Had I think she's scared. Felt. She's scared to bring him around us. But I told her, well, she like, gotta get comfortable because it's you happening. Gotta figure it out. <laughs> it's happening. There will so, be no dates without people laying eyes. Yes, you know. Yes, especially so, that man, male energy you have in the house. That that yeah, presence needs to be felt. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. good. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I was just talking to Nisha into having a send off. 
because I think it's so important. And even when I went to high school, we did that. And everybody on the street would come. And I just remember feeling just so beautiful and so loved and supported to have people come see me off with my little date or with my homegirls in my dress and just all yeah. of that. It's just such a, a little self-esteem booster. It's just such good vibes. It, yeah. It's just everything. It's so important. And it's just like a milestone. Yeah, like, that'd be something like she'll remember. Like I remember my first homecoming, and yeah. you know, people have balloons. They take pictures, and it's just a whole vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna take her to get her dressed tomorrow, yeah. and um, get her hair done on Saturday, and find her some shoes. You know, so pull mm-hmm. her together. You know, it's my first one too. You know, doing it for my child. Yeah. So. I really want her to be comfortable at that level of, of being social. Like, you know, enjoy this. High school is, you get one shot at this experience and there's so many opportunities to just do these amazing, have these amazing milestones to look back on. You know, I don't think I, like the only dance in high school I ever went to was my senior prom. I didn't go to nothing else. What? Why not? I just wasn't into it. I wasn't, I just wasn't into it. I just wasn't. Yeah, I just wasn't into it. Um, Like, I was, I'm such a sensitive person. And, like, that time of my life, I had very wishy-washy friends. Like, Mm. and the the emotional rigmarole of all of it. Oh, not rigmarole. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I couldn't do it. That sounds like a lot. When it's a rigmarole. It was, like, so extreme, like, you know, to have a person to be, like, really close to. You see them every day. Y'all hang out all the time. They, your parents know my parents. We super close. And then next thing you know, some high school shit pop off. And I just, you know, like, that shit affected me. Like, it really, really did. it. It really affected me on a super deep level. And I just found myself just drawing back into my own little corner and like really leaving people alone, you know, over time. And I mean, I had maybe one person or two people that I was barely friends with by the time I left Akron, but damn, it was just, you know, so I didn't get to enjoy that part, you know, but Kalani has grown up around the same people since she was in kindergarten so it's really cool that she gets to now have this experience with these friends that she's accumulated over the years and so and i wanted that for her so i really want her to enjoy this kind of experience because i really didn't and i don't want her to miss out because i wish i would have done it different if i, was I could about do it to again say child i've had of course i always say i have i've had my same friends since the early 80s and we went from pre-k like we're on Atlanta together now, except for two of them. Mm-hmm. And so we did everything together. And the benefit of having friends a lifetime is we went through the fuck shit as children. Like we fought each other. We did stupid stuff. We stole each other's toys, all that. <laughs> versus meeting you in high school where if we fight, that's it. You steal my man, that's it. Like there's no really no rebounding from that. Yeah. So the benefit of having lifetime friends is we went through the fuck shit at an appropriate age and now we're just like adults mature. Yeah, we did yeah. everything together. I couldn't wait to go to dances. I was not allowed to go in ninth grade. Tenth grade, my bestie Dazelle, her mom got us a limo 
And it was me, Dazelle, Terrell, Aaron, and our best friend, Marvin, who used to live up the street. Marvin went to high school with you. you yeah, know Marvin? I remember. Yeah, that. like we were all been best friends since before kindergarten. And we all went together. And that was like so much fun. And then as the years went on, none of us went to winter formal. We didn't really care about that dance. We always went to homecoming. Like our senior year, Erica went to like three or four homecomings. She went to like <laughs> East and then Bookdo and then Centrals. And like Erica was just like hopping around Akron with all her dates. <laughs> but then she didn't go to prom. And then I went to prom with my boyfriend. And that was fun. He was 21. My dad was pissed. <laughs> but he was he was a cool little boyfriend. You know, he paid for my dress and got my hair done and all this stuff. And I remember getting my dress made. Erica designed it. And I remember getting the dress made for prom. Like those things were just like like monumental yeah and and morp morp was a thing if you went to bookdoor central morp was a whole thing and i just wouldn't trade that for the world and i yeah. hope taryn is like that but she's kind of but she's only 10 she's yeah. about to be 10 she's kind of like eh, standoffish a little reclusive a little bit and she doesn't have lifetime friends yet yeah because the two friends she has in ohio now are in atlanta and so hopefully she'll build a good bond. Hopefully her and Ellie can get together yeah. and develop that. And she has one best friend and my homegirl Z, but none of them go to the same school. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just different times. Yeah. But I'm glad that Kalani has that. That's going to be, Yeah. she got her little crew yeah. and they're going to go all throughout high school together and experience all these ups and downs. It's going to be a good time for her. Yeah, absolutely. I really, mm-hmm. I want her to experience the things, um, that I haven't, so that's kind of... That's good. That's what the next couple of weeks are going to look like. Yay! Um, so, yeah. So, that's that. So, yes. we're going to get right into it. Let's get into what it. What has been so trendy and what we have found just doing the podcast is that you all love when we talk about relationships the most. <laughs> that's where I get the most feedback. That's where we have the most high traffic of listeners from beginning to end. And so I was listening to The Breakfast Club, as I do every single day religiously. And they just had a segment when they were talking about marriage. Do you believe in marriage? Yes or no? And it was really a toss-up. Like, some people were calling in like, absolutely not. Everybody I know that's married is miserable. Everybody I know that's married has gotten divorced. Or, yeah, I believe in marriage, but people go through ups and downs and they're not always happy. And I thought that that was just a good topic to talk about because we could talk about relationships all day long. Yeah. And so the thought that that brings me to is, um, like, do you know, are you really ready for a ring? You know, it's interesting to me how social media paints this image of marriage that focuses on, like, yes, she said yes, or these extravagant um, proposals, you know, these huge thirty, forty thousand dollar, fifty thousand dollar wedding, two thousand dollar, three thousand dollar dresses, twenty thousand dollar rings, like everybody wants to flex on the surface of what a, you think marriage looks like, you okay. know? And but but the reality is that beyond the ring, beyond the ceremony, um beyond this beautiful proposal you know there is a real life situation getting ready to happen Mm. you you are about to make a decision 
that is going to impact the trajectory of the rest of your life. Whether you stay married or not, mm. it's going to change the your journey. It's going to be a life-changing moment. And it's no small thing to consider. Yes, it feels good to have, you know, all these people come to the ceremony. Everybody congratulating you. You know, you're married now. I was married now. Uh-uh, you know, yes. That's one of my favorite you know, movies. <laughs> Um, yeah, that kind of feels good. The validation of just being a wife and having, you know, a partner, all those things feel good. But there, there are so many other obstacles in having a successful marriage. Like people really need to put more time into thinking about, are they really ready for the decision that they are getting ready to make? That's going to, it's almost like having a child. Your Mm. life will never be the same. It will never be the same. Whether, like I said, whether you stay married or not, that decision is going to impact every every area of your life, your personal space, your finances, your emotions, your mental space. Like there is nothing that gets to stay the same because you two are now becoming one. And if you step into that space without being fully aware of how this is going to impact you or just what do you want to get out of it? Or if you're really ready, you got to really ask yourself the hard questions before you say yes, you know, and it's, it's, it's so much more to it than what social media tries to, how it tries to glamorize, glamorize it all. Ah, it's so much. Okay. So let's unpack this for, I just saw a meme the other day that says, ladies, your man proposes to you and you say yes. The next day he comes to say do you want a $30,000 wedding or do you want to buy a house? What do you pick? And I immediately go into the comments because it was one of those posts from like, like a blogger or someone with thousands and thousands of followers. And some people wanted the wedding. Some people wanted the house. I saw a few comments that was like, we can do both. I saw a few comments that was like, I don't need a wedding period. I want a house. I saw one comment that was like, I already own a house, so I guess we just going to have a wedding. And so it was just interesting um, to hear. And then a few days ago, I saw Teresa Judice from Real Housewives of New Jersey just got proposed to by her new man. Well, he's not new. They've been together for a couple years. But we saw her go through this tumultuous wedding, I mean, marriage and divorce with her husband, Joe, who ended up getting deported. She ended up going to prison for 15 months behind him, all types of stuff. And so it seems like she really found a happy ending with this new man. And he did this really big proposal with like fireworks and all types of stuff and lights. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's so beautiful. So I can see how you say like social media can kind of paint paint this picture. But mm-hmm. I think that that's beautiful. I think that we need more um, platforms showing like the just the beauty, just like some of the surface things of marriage, because we know a lot of marriages end in divorce. I have not looked at the statistics, you know, recently, but for a minute it was like 50 percent. I think it has gone down just a little bit, but I'm not sure. But I think we need that. I think we need people seeing love and the possibilities of like that fairy tale because it is possible, but we can't just stop there. We have to be more pragmatic and say, well, I can get that, but there's work that goes into it. I think what the issue is more so than 
social media and people just always showing you the fluffy, beautiful stuff is people not being realistic and putting too much stock in what you're seeing versus kind of saying, hey, this is just a small piece of what I can have, but know that there's a lot of work to do. Knowing that nobody is perfect and you can't go into this marriage thinking that you're not going to get your feelings hurt, that someone's not going to make a mistake and someone could be me and someone could be him. It could be either one of us because forever is a long time for one of us not to fuck up. Mm -hmm. Just just being honest. I'm not saying that I'm planning on cheating in my marriage or I'm planning on doing something contrary to what I should be doing in my marriage, but I'm a human and my man is a human. I want you to be intentional in everything that you do. And that's where I'm going to have to look at what your intentions were versus what happened. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think that people put way too much into social media. It's nothing on social media that sells me a hundred percent on anything. I might be like, Oh, that's cool. But I, I think I'm just more analytical. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but that works to your benefit. And I think that, and I, and, and, and to be clear, I think that celebrating love on social media is a beautiful thing. I think that it's, it's just a part of life. Like you, you want the highlight reel, you want the high stuff on there. I just think that, like you said, people don't, they don't look for the, the, the deeper idea behind what, what marriage is what it really is and i think that social media drives this desire for mm. people to have that like oh i want that i want that i want that but they haven't taken a step back and asked themselves am i ready for that you know and the more you see it it's like oh i want it like you know i have a it's a friend of mine's <clears throat> Who's a woman of a certain age? And, <laughs> that, that term always tickles my fancy because <laughs> a woman of a certain age. She's okay, she's old. A, <laughs> I'm just saying. That's just what it's, you know. She's not 25 <laughs> or 35. Yes, yes, she's yes. of a certain age. She's a little long in the tooth. Like yes. that's what it like reminds me of. Yes, and she's she's older than us, and she's never been married. You know, and. I hear some people going, ooh, she's never been married. Yeah, <laughs> ooh. yeah she's never been yeah. married. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's the response. You're of a certain age and you've never? What's yeah. wrong with her? It's, why, have never... no, why haven't any suitors come to, you know, to claim her? That's like the stigma, especially being a woman. I'm assuming she's a black woman. She is. Even more. She, she is, must have a bad attitude. Okay, so um, because she's probably going to listen to this, we're not going to get too deep into that. But I know it's hard for her. It's hard for her emotionally. Coco, you are not making this easy. <laughs> I, know it's, I know it's difficult for her. <laughs> you don't sit your head up. She got her head down. Oh, God. Um, I know we have to cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're going to have to cut that part off. Okay. So, um, I know it's difficult for her because she, see, she sees women around her, you know, getting engaged and getting married and, you know, having th these partnerships, you know, that, that she wants for herself as well. And she's always very, um, she's always very vocal about like, 
how she feels that my perspective is because I've been married before. How does she you feel know? your perspective is? Uh, because she's like you've already. She's like you. It's lost its zeal for you because you've already been married. Mm. But it's not that. Uh, like my my what I tell her is because I've been married. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand that it's more to it than just what you're seeing. You know what I'm saying? Most husbands and wives are very private about... That's how you're supposed to have it. You know, that partnership is private. That's me. Yeah. You will know nothing about my relationship until it ends. You'll know more about the breakup (laughs) than you will about the relationship. Yeah. And sometimes that could be uh, to my detriment because I was so secretive and protective of my previous relationship. That when shit hit the fan, I think people thought it was like that the whole time. Yeah. And it wasn't. I was so happy for many, many years. And it was awesome for many years. And then it crashed and burned like the last six to nine months. But if all you hear about is the little crash and burn, I can understand why people are like, what the fuck? But really, I was super happy. But I'm very private. I feel like the least amount of your business that's out there that brings you least and least amount of drama or less and less amount of drama. I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. and I just try to tell her like you you see you see all you see the highlights, you see the flex, but you don't understand. It's a whole it's a whole different level to it beyond what you see. Like so you you're not going to have those husbands and wives running back to you telling you about all the shit they got to manage through. You know what I'm saying? Because that's their marriage. And so I'm like, because I've been married, I can t- I can remove the veil for you. And I can let you know that there is a certain level of maturity that is required for both people to have a successful marriage. Forever is a long time. Mm. But if you are not emotionally mature, financially mature, mentally mature, like you have to... You have to have those gaps filled before you go into a marriage because if you don't, you're creating, like I was telling you, you create this codependent situation where you're looking for another person to validate you in those ways that you have should have already validated yourself. Now, they can amplify you. They can be a booster to those things that already exist within you. But I know for myself going into my marriage that there were so many missing pieces to me already and I received so much um just validation for my marriage I'm a wife now I'm a I got a family now and thinking that those things were going to solve my issues that I had with myself that were that really didn't have anything to do with my marriage and so before you're going into the marriage situations you you have to take some time to do some self evaluation and ask yourself ask yourself are you really ready for this is this something that you're really ready to commit to yeah and i think uh like you said i think the biggest thing is you have to be self aware and mm-hmm. you have to like a lot of times we are guilty of going into situations knowing they're not good situations Mm -hmm. people usually show you who they are yeah it's very rare when they don't um sometimes people get comfortable and they show you a different side of themselves yeah but for the most part people show you who they are and you just make an informed decision Mm -hmm. to just do the wrong thing 
And that's why I think a lot of relationships and or marriages fail because you knew this person wasn't shit when you married them or you knew that they were not a good dad because they're not a good dad to their, you know, current kids. But then you want to hurry up and have a baby with them, too. Yeah. So and and I think it is your perspective on things, not just you, just people like I grew up with my parents married until yeah. the very end and they didn't have a volatile relationship. They didn't fight or anything like that. You know, they bickered and stuff, but I I have a great memory and a great example of marriage. And then all of my dad's siblings are married or were married at a point. And my mom's um, sisters, except for one, were married up until the very end. Two of her brothers were married. Both of my grandparents were married until the very end. So um, I've gotten to grow up and see like the benefits of marriage and the ups and downs of marriage. And so I think I'm a little bit more optimistic in that space, Mm -hmm. even though I have experienced certain levels of fuck shit that doesn't that doesn't change my like my mind or my expectations and I remember we talked about this when we were at that rap show with Erica and them for that movie she was doing Mm -hmm. and uh when I said I need a man and you was like I don't need no man and those dudes got (laughs) so pissed off and it was it was like a whole topic and I think that that's it (laughs) (laughs) because they were super mad because I was like I don't need a man for my livelihood like I don't need a man to take care of me or you know for me to be able to live but I need my better half to balance me out because as a woman there's just certain things that I need that only a man can bring to me being a heterosexual woman that identifies as a woman that dates heterosexual men that identifies as men just put that out there I'm not saying that anybody in the LGBTQ plus community has to have the same thing. This is just, you know, my situation. And since I only date men, this is what I'm talking about moving forward. I need a man in my life because men bring certain things to me that I need in my life that works for me. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just like what it is. And I'm the person that want whatever type of wedding it is I want. I have no idea. I haven't thought that deep into it. But I'm the person that want the wedding the bells and whistles, the dress and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I also want a healthy relationship. And before I would get to all my bells and whistles and my engagement, my dress and this expensive ass wedding, you can trust and believe that I've worked on my relationship first. So for me, it goes without saying. Mm -hmm. If you're like, why are you so focused on the wedding? Because I've already focused on a relationship. That's the natural progression for me. To getting married. Mm-hmm. Just like when people are pregnant and they're like, oh, you want a boy or girl? I'm like, oh, I want a girl. Well, you should just want a healthy baby. I thought that went without saying. I didn't <laughs> know I needed to say, oh, I want a healthy baby. <laughs> I thought that you all knew as functional thinking adults that I want a healthy baby. But since we're talking about what I want in a gender, I want a girl or I want a boy. I thought everybody would assume or know that I want a healthy relationship and that we have done our work and maybe our counseling at the church and our premarital stuff. And we've done our due diligence to get to this point where my sole focus is spending however much money is in my budget to spend for this one day. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to try to make me feel bad about it because I'm going to be very unapologetic about this lavish, extravagant ass wedding and reception that I'm going to have if I ever get married absolutely absolutely and I would encourage that I mean I'm the biggest hype man of them all 
So I love to see my friends kind of, you know, doing things that makes them happy and what they enjoy. And so if you want the bells and whistles, baby girl, I'll be there. Jingle, jingle bell mm-hmm. with you. <laughs> um, but to go back to this I need a man stuff, to be clear, okay? <laughs> to be clear. She was like, I don't. And it was like, what? No. What he said was a, a woman is nothing without a man. Mm. That's what he said, and that triggered me. That was a trigger, and that that's bullshit. And uh, to, to be clear, that's that's bullshit because <laughs> I, I don't believe anybody, any one person is nothing without another person. I don't believe that. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I was like, you mean to tell me you can't be your best self or I can't be my best self without you? No clue. We still chicken. Um, <laughs> that I can't be my best self without you. That's not true. I said, I'm a whole person on my own person. And that's why I said having a man would be a bonus. Like I'm a whole person. I don't think nobody heard the bonus part. Soon she was like, I don't need no man. The whole room was just like, no, you know, I'm about to sit up here and talk about, I am nothing without a man because right now I'm single. So because I'm single, I'm nothing. And I need to, I need to focus on finding a man. And then the other person, the other one, but to be clear, you're single. And so his friend who tried to like low key ask me on a date that he retracted when I told him. Wait a minute. How do you retract a date? Girl, I had that whole conversation with you. You don't remember? He, he, he tried to recall. He tried to act the, like the it wasn't a date. He tried to act like it wasn't. He wasn't asking me on a date because um, he wasn't planning on feeding me. He's like, I feed my women. What are and you talking about? Like, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> Okay, wait, share it with so me. Okay, he tried, so the second one. Yeah, the second one tried to ask me on a date. And I told him I wasn't really dating right now. And then he switched it up like, it's not a date because I'm not feeding you. I feed my women. And I was like, okay, so it's not, So what are you talking like? I'm just talking about drinks and hookah. I'm like, that sounds like a date to me, but okay. Um, I'm like, I'm not really dating right now. And he was like, well, how long are you going to be doing that? Don't do that for too long. Because you're a woman of a certain age now. He ain't say that, but I heard it underneath. I was about to say the thing, and I'm just like, no, like your your whole perception of me is just so um, wrong. Because I'm I I I I was married. I was head down in a very toxic relationship for a long time, and now that I'm single, I'm so much more happy. And not to say that I don't want a person. I want a person. You just enjoying this space that you're in, right? But yes, so that was kind of like my thinking in that moment when he said that. When he said, oh, a woman is nothing without a man, that was like explosions went off to me. Um, But yes, I want a person. I'm open to a person. I'm open to the right person. But I've also learned so much about the relationships, the, the dynamics of relationships and marriages. And I've learned so much about myself that I, I can be honest with myself about why I'm, why I'm in this space right now and why it's important for me to have the room to just focus on myself right now. Not that I don't, I don't want to say I need a man. I want a man in my life eventually that can be my person. And I love um, a love, a good love affair, a good loving relationship. It's so much good energy that can come from that when it's two two people have been matched the right way. So mm-hmm. I love like you, like being able to grow up 
in a, a marriage relationship with your family, your parents, like that was such a beautiful thing, you know, to be able to have that experience. And um, I haven't. And I think that's why that was one of the driving factors that got me to marriage in the first place. Like I didn't have it for myself, so I wanted it for my kids. For your kids, yeah. Um, but I was one of those dumb people who knew this was a fucked up person and still moved forward with it in hopes of maybe he would change. Or if I love him enough, he will change. Mm. If I support him enough, he will see me. He will value me. So I put so much pressure on myself to be this textbook perfect wife. Um, just thinking that through that love and through that commitment that he would see me give to him, that he would want to be a better person. And it was draining. And it, I, I never really got to the better person version. That's... That's some heavy shit. <laughs> so let's unpack this. <laughs> so the so the the idea that a woman is nothing without a man is so asinine and is so it, it, it just it just infuriates me because just that thought process. Yeah. Like, I'm not an infant. I don't need you for survival. An infant need a person for survival. A baby needs somebody. Like, when I say I need a man, like, I I love having my best friend that's my partner, which is totally yeah. different from my best friends that are my friends. You know what I mean? Like, when the person you lay your head next to every night is your best friend and your biggest supporter. Mm -hmm. They love you the most. They're your protector. They give you that kick in the butt when you need it. They give you that stern talking to when you need it. They give you that encouragement. Like, they just know what you need when you need it in the moment. Yeah. Like, I need that. Like, that was one of the best times in my life when I had that. Mm -hmm. And I got so much accomplished during that time just as a woman. Not that I'm not self-sufficient because I'm very self-sufficient. I'm, I'm a go-getter. I can motivate myself and I do. Mm -hmm. But it was just such a pleasant pleasant experience to to have that in a man. Yeah. So in that aspect, like I need that. And if I'm not getting that from you, we're not moving any, any further. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is when I think about are you ready for a ring is... Are the men ready? Because to, to be clear, you're going to be the one asking me. I'm never taking oh, a knee. Girl, I what? see that shit on social media. And I'm like, and I usually think like, where the fuck is the daddy? But then it was the one video where the girl proposed to the dude and he walked away and then her dad tried to fight him. First of all, somebody need to fight you, daddy, because you should have told this bitch to get off her yes. knee asking a whole man. For his hand in marriage. What was he supposed to do? Put his finger out and let her slide the rock on his finger? Really? Like, daddy, somebody need to whoop your ass. <laughs> he did right by not accepting her her proposal because he is a man. Mm -mm. The egg like, don't chase the sperm. That's not how that works. Somebody to be ready. And, who's, and, and then people were like, he obviously didn't want to marry her. That's not true. How do we not know that this man was in his man space and was going to ask her? Yeah. Quit trying to step in a role that's not designed for you. This shit looks fucking crazy. It does. Who, who's to say that he didn't want to propose on her birthday? Or he didn't want to take her to their first vacation spot in two weeks and propose? Who's to yeah. say that? 
Who's to say they didn't have a conversation where he was like, we're not ready and we should wait. We don't know right. what was going on. What we do know is she does not pay attention. What we do know is she's not receptive to the relationship she's in because if you're to the point, man or woman, and I, she was not paying attention to her own relationship because when you get to a point where you're asking somebody for their hand in marriage, certain conversations should have been had. Yeah. Like, I don't have a problem with me asking a man like, hey, um, where do you see this going? I would like to get married. And I'm having this conversation with this person, to be clear, because I see myself being married to this person. Mm -hmm. Not just I want to get married. Because if I just wanted to get married, I've been married a long time ago. Yeah. Three boyfriends ago. Yeah. But um, if I'm to this point and I'm like, hey, do you see us getting married? Like, what do you see? I don't have a problem initiating that at all. I'm never going to propose. I'm never going to go out and buy you a band like you the bitch. Like, uh, I'm not. I'm not doing it. We can have a conversation, though, and your answer is yours. And if your answer is, you know, I don't know. If I feel like we've been together too long, then I'm done with that relationship. And not an ultimatum. It's literally done at that moment because yeah. I don't believe in ultimatum marriages. Yeah. If you was going to marry me, if you've been with me for X amount of years and I'm to the point where I want to marry you and, or I see forever with you and you don't see forever with me. Then say no more. Yeah, I I a hundred percent agree. Like you don't you don't get to a point of asking a man to marry you without several conversations being had. Like you you guys have talked about this. Like people typically like think about what that sounds like. When you're with someone who you love and you guys start planning your future together, you talk about stuff like, you know, how many kids do you want to have? Exactly. And, at this know, point, are you done having kids? Because yeah. At this point, right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Because I'm not having, any, I'm know. not giving birth to any more humans. No, absolutely not. You know, like, where do you want to live? Or like, tell me about your career goals. Like, what does your, you know. What does retirement financial? look yeah, like Yeah, like you, you start, mm -hmm. you kind of, that kind of leads up to that point. And like you said, like. It couldn't have been a one day we dating and then next day you down on your knee. There was a point that she had to kind of know where he was with with all of that, you know, with the marriage. And it's like she took away his opportunity to be to, a man. Uh, yeah. Yes. And how y'all want to sit up here and act like, oh, that's um, feminism or or that's when woman power you know asking a man to marry you no i think that's very weak i think that <laughs> yeah. is, for me i think that is you not being tapped into your feminine energy and some people have called me a feminist and i take that as a compliment because Ting, i care I about Ting. women's rights yes so when you call me a feminist that is not a dig <laughs> that's a compliment yes but i think that it, oh, man so let me tell you a guy approached me. I was like, you know, I have been trying to, I've been wanting to date you for a long time, but you was in a little situation. I see that you're single now. I would like to get to know you. You know, I have not been receptive to like dating other people for a while. Right. Like I just haven't. I haven't been in the space where I'm like, okay, I can share my space with a new person. And I'm not even talking about even getting sexual yet, just like actually sharing my space with another man. Mm -hmm. To me, it's still kind of hard, which is crazy because I've been broken up for a while. And that's never happened. Usually I break up and I'm over it. But this one is just throwing me for a loop. But this particular guy was like, you know, I've always wanted to date you, yada, yada, yada. 
what's up? I said, cool. You know, he's attractive. He meet, he checks off a lot of things on my list on a superficial level. Because at first, whether people like to admit it or not, initially it's all superficial. I yeah. don't know you. I don't know your ways. I don't know much about you if I know what you do. I don't know your credit. I don't know your savings. I don't know your parenting style if you have children. You know, I, all I know is the surface level of stuff. So on mm-hmm. the surface level, he checked a lot of boxes. Cool. Great conversation, which is a must for me. A lot of people have fallen off the wagon and gotten ran over by that bitch by having dead conversation. I need meaningful conversation. I need you to be able to talk to me about current events. And I need you to be self-aware as a black man because I I date black men. So he was like checking these boxes. But his thing is, he's not a communicator. So he will WID me to death. He will text me to death. That doesn't help me fill you out. We need to see each other, hang out. We need to converse on the phone. I can't fill you out via text or DM. Yeah. That's not going to work for me. And if you have plans with me and you are the person pursuing me, I need you to be on your shit. Don't make plans with me and not call me that whole day and call me the moment before it's time to go out. Like, hey, um, you still trying to hang out? Well, I texted you a few hours ago and you didn't respond. I'm not going to chase you down. You approached me, to be clear. Yeah. I'm never going to chase a man. If you've been wanting to date me for a while and I'm giving you this rare opportunity to date me and you're dropping the ball already, sir, I don't think you're ready. Yeah. Because that's a minimum requirement. That is child's play. Yeah. Being able to communicate effectively. So we moved past that, you know, gave me a little explanation. Cool, fine. And like we were somewhere at a bar and a catfish commercial came up about catfishing. You know, that little reality show. And he was just like, I don't see how people be so wrapped up and falling in love with people. And they only email them and they only DM them. I'm thinking, nigga, that's you. You're not emailing me, but you want to DM and text, you know, 35 times or whatever. And then go, go dark at certain times. It's just like you said, I don't see how people do it because I'm not doing it. Yeah. If you're pursuing me, so if anybody is listening, if you are actively pursuing Coco, pick up the phone. We work, so I don't want to talk to you all day or all night because I'm tired. I have a kid. Pick up the phone, call me, talk to me, see how my day is, make solid plans. And that's what it is. Yeah, I'll wake up in the morning and shoot you a morning text. Yeah, I'll call you throughout the day like, hey, hope you're having a good day. But I'm not going to pursue you because I'm not in pursuit of you. Yeah. You are in pursuit of me. So I think men have to be honest with what they want because a lot of men will ask broads to marry them and still not move like they want to get married or still not move like they're married when they're married. What did you ask for? Yeah, absolutely. Be, um, have a wife, kids, a whole family and still out here dating and acting like you're single and don't have no responsibilities. That's such dangerous behavior. It is. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. And it's, it's unfortunate at no age is that appropriate. Mm -mm. But when I was younger, I was doing fuck shit like that. I was interacting and dealing with people. I had zero business interacting and dealing with. And that was me not moving with intent. I was not intentional on the things I was doing. If somebody asked me today, Coco, why was you doing X, Y, Z thing? 
I really can't tell you why in that moment I was doing it because it wasn't mindful movements. Mm -hmm. I was just like, the dick was good or, you know, the dates were good. The money was free flowing, you know, stupid shit like that. At this stage of the game, don't even approach me if you are not like mindful and intentional. Everybody's not going to be with me forever. Everybody's not going to be my boyfriend. If mm-hmm. you just want to date, like I enjoy your company, I enjoy spending time with you and that's as far as it go, I'm cool with that cuz that's like where I'm at. Just be honest about that. Mm-hmm. Don't call me with the BS, "Oh, you're so beautiful and I want to be with you. I can build with you." You can't build shit with me. You don't even know me. Facts. You don't even know me. You don't Facts. know my ways, my attitude. You don't know if I'm crazy. You just think I'm pretty. You might be trying to fuck. Like stop that. Just be who you are unapologetically because that's how I am. I'm just going to be straight up. Like, I don't ever want to be with you. But yeah. we can go on a date. Yeah, see, so that's one of the things I admire about you the most. Like, I feel like you have a higher level of just accountability and self-control. I mean, emotional control. I don't handle self-control sometimes. <laughs> um, emotional control when it comes to relationship stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you... But not all women are are that strong will, right? So even you, you saying, hey, if you're not going to pursue me, you know, fuck it. Just, you know, keep your, keep it moving. I'm just, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but other women, they deal when, when that, when those um, pursuing activities either um, lessen or they diminish altogether, they go into this, like, they make it about them. They they take it on as a rejection. Like, they feel like they're being rejected. So instead of having the presence of mind to be like, okay, that shit ain't for me. So let's keep going. It's more like, oh, why doesn't he want me? And then as soon as they come galloping back around. <laughs> not, the, not the little deer antlers. Yeah. Once they come together, they're like, oh, he wants me again. He wants me now. And it's just like, no, babe, it's the same person it's the same that you was just trying person. to say, okay, that shit ain't for him. It still ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? That's it's so true. But you know what? It is rejection. Like for me, if you're pursuing me and then you stop all of a sudden or, or you fall back or you're not following through on things, I still take that as a rejection. And I don't like how that feels. So I'm not going to let you keep making me feel that yeah. way. So yeah. it is... For me, it's more so like, well, I'm a cancer, so everybody know we're super sensitive. I just don't like my feelings to be hurt. So if you are moving in a way, I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to work in my favor. I'm just willing to cut my losses up front where I don't love you. I don't really give a fuck about you. I'm willing to do that. Yeah. It's different when I'm like all in and then I'm starting to get those rejections. It really hits differently. I'm still able to like pull myself together like, fuck it, just go ahead and leave. It's not easy to do, but I would rather get ahead of it, deal with it right now while it still hurts my feelings, instead of that up and down. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody hurt you, you forgive them, you happy, they hurt you. It's like, <laughs> up. I can't do that. I don't, yes. the roller coaster, that emotional mind fuck, I cannot, like, I don't function well with it because I don't have the temperament for it and I lack self control when I feel disrespected. Yeah. When I feel disrespected, I have to address it immediately. That's at work and business, anything. If it's business or work, I'm going to address you professionally and differently than if it's outside of work. You're really going to get what you get because I just don't respond well to it. So I just ha- I just know myself. I know I'm very reactive and I just have to be protective of that space because it's not good for anybody. 
Mm-hmm. And with age comes growth. So I'm a lot better than I was the previous relationship and so on and so forth. But people, you just got to be honest with yourself. Like, what am I going to put up with? Yeah. Like, you're not bringing shit to the table. I just met you. You're not receptive. You're not calling. But then when you're in my presence, you're just so in love and I love you. Like, this happened so many times. And when I was younger, I used to be like, whatever. I'm about to just get this money. I'm going to listen to all this bullshit. You're going to pay for whatever it is in the moment. Rent, car payment, whatever. And then I'm not talking to you until you call me in a month or so. And a lot of dudes aren't used to that. So I find what was happening. They're like, why isn't this bitch on me? So they would give me what I wanted and give me money thinking that that's going to help them get in. Because most bras were like, oh, he gave me money. I have to have sex with him. I'm not fucking you for no money. You can give me this money. Most likely I was having sex with the person I was already having sex with anyway. So you're not getting any. So it was just like a whole dumbass cycle. A stupid shit and it's kind of triggering in today when I meet somebody that's like all in my face and want to talk to me but then they're not following through yeah and I just be like cool and the worst is when they whine like oh you ain't called me in weeks well bitch the last time I text you the last time I called you they answer but you want to text me and I already told you don't text me all day every day and not pick up the phone and call and make solid plans yeah I've already told you that I'm not telling you again, we're grown. Yeah, I mean, I find myself having to have that same conversation. Not as much now as I have in the last couple of years because, first of all, I don't really date as much. Like, I don't really see as many people. Um, and it's COVID. Yeah, yeah. And it's getting cold outside. And so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> not as cold outside. Right. I can't go out as cold as 50 degrees. <laughs> really? <laughs> Um, but I've had that conversation a lot, you know, and mm. it's like, you, you really want to sit up here and argue with me because I'm not responsive to you when you texted me at 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, talk about what you doing, why don't you pull up, pull up, no one has asked, okay, never in the history of people who dated me has asked me to pull up because that shit ain't happening. Yes. Where are we pulling up to? Yeah, and then you want to get mad at me because our situation isn't progressing the way you want it to. And then I lay it out for you. So b- b- Okay, so I don't know if this is my fault or not. I believe that what you just explained, I believe that it's very common sense. I think that a, an, an adult male that's uh, pursuing an adult woman would think... Would pursue her. Yes, you know what I'm would saying? Would court her. And so I meet this person and he, he is like, you know, I've been crushing on you all the time, whatever, whatever. And... Like, went on a couple of dates, and then his his pursuit just, it just, it changed, and it wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing. It just was what it was. Like, I'm not going to pursue you, Never. so you express interest in me, so when you call me, make plans. Like, if you want us to see each other, don't. Hit me up with a text on a Friday night. Talk about what you're doing. And it's 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. And asking me to pull up. I cannot. What is pull up? Are you 20? What right. is pull up? What right. is that? What are you talking about? Right. Words verbatim. Um, and I can't be responsive to that. Because nine times out of ten, I've either already made plans, which I start doing. And I'm knee deep in them by 11. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm already saying? already doing I'm, I've already made plans, or if I haven't made plans, my plan is to sleep. So more than likely, I'm either already doing something or I'm resting. 
That is so Or crazy. I'm resting. And so um, it's interesting that we have, that you have had to kind of lay it out like that for people when I think it's just kind of common sense. And it's also interesting to me that it's argumentative. It, it is very combative. <laughs> Like why me against you thing? Right? Yeah. Why are we arguing about this? And I really, I got to the point where I was like, this is how this has to go. You have to make plans. You have to find out if I can participate in those plans. Okay. And you have to make plans earlier. Like my friends really start hitting me up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like, what are we doing this weekend? Right. About so, the weekend. Yeah. Because we have full responsibilities. Yes. We have lives and jobs and. Side hustles and side businesses and process. Yes. Right. So if you want to hit me up on Friday, like, hey, can we go out? I'm going to probably just be like, today isn't a good day. You should have, we should have been doing this earlier in the week. But now you're taking it personal. Now you think I'm not interested. Yeah. Now you like. Well, I mean, I'm kind of not interested because you're acting like you're in ninth grade and you don't know how this works. Yes. Like like the dude for my birthday. Remember? How he would, <laughs> they do for my birthday party. He would, t- I've told him verbatim. He was good at calling. He would call. He was not a text due to death. It was just enough. He called me once or twice a week, which mm-hmm. is sufficient. Mm-hmm. It allows me to have, you know, good conversation for a second, fill you out, whatever. And he would say, hey, let's, it's Thursday. Let's go out on a date Saturday. All right, what time? Um, I'm not sure. I would say, let me know a time. Let me know a place. If you don't know a place, I know a few places I think we would like. Let me know. And I need to know in advance so I can get ready, get my daughter where she needs to go, all that. Okay. And then he would call me on Saturday at 630. You ready? For what? <laughs> ready for what? Like ready for the world? Ready for my day? <laughs> you know, ready to go do what I'm about to do with my other people that made solid plans? Like, what are you talking about? And he did that over and over and over again. Finally, I just stopped responding. Remember, he came to my um, birthday? Yes. And tried to dine and dash. Oh, my God. And I saw him How in the valet rude. picking up his car. He like, yeah, order whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. But he left at perfect timing because him and somebody else kind of crossed paths. So it was cool. But um, he left. And, and his homeboy. And, and yeah, he was in the valet. And the waitress came back and was like, what happened to the two guys? And I was like, they left. They didn't pay. She said, no. So I politely called him. I said, I see you about to get in your car. You need to come pay for your bill. Oh, yeah. Let me come. Oh, yeah. Nigga, you had a whole meal. You had two drinks. You bought me a cocktail. You offered to pay for my meal, but it was already being paid for. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's my birthday. I'm not sponsoring a dinner for you. Facts. Why? Why would you even I didn't rent out a place. Like, you didn't come to a hall or to a reception. (laughs) You came to a restaurant. You pay for your shit and I pay for mine or whatever the case is. So he came in, he apologized, he paid. The girl said he tipped him well. Perfect. An hour and a half later, they like, uh, his friend ain't never paid for his drink. Yeah. Meanwhile, his friend told him, put me on with your girl. Right. First of all, you did not comply with the dress code (laughs) because the dress code was specific. No jeans, no Jordans, no sneakers, no tees. You had on... You had on some type of jeans or, or basketball shorts, yeah. some Jordans, and a t-shirt. You wore everything I specifically said not to wear to this uh, like I bought nice out. place area. So I'm like, cool. So he like, yeah, my boy wanna know what's up with your girl. Nothing. Ain't nothing up with my girl <laughs> other than wanting to know how he can cash up her for this drink. Yeah. Oh man, he forgot. I'm I never talk to people. You again. 
Listen, grown people. I'm never talking to you again. Listen, grown that people. That ain't happening. We don't do it like that. We don't do it like that. Okay, so I know we've been talking about dating, you guys, but dating is like the prerequisite to marriage. Like, you got to really learn. Got to make it past entry yes. level. You have to really learn to pay attention to those things um, while you're dating a person. Look at Looking at their habits. Like, you have to learn what you're saying yes to instead of being so driven for to get to marriage don't skip steps you know what i'm saying and it's not just the the man either like ladies we got to be accountable as well because i i know like i know women many of them that were so excited to get married get the ring have the wedding and did not realize the responsibility that they were taking on with this man in their lives and you know, I know the whole gender role thing is a is a different conversation, but women, you guys have to realize when you move a man into your space permanently, you are taking on a you you you're you're a caretaker. He that man is going to want you to take care of him. And should you though? It's yes, 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 but you have to understand that. You have to know that this is a part and of how, how your life but, is going to change. But I can say though, a man should be taken care of by his woman that he lives with and or his wife if he is taking care of what he needs to. Yeah. Like sound. That's it. It's going to have to sound, look like, and be like that for me because (laughs) it's going to have to because I can't fully walk in my feminine purpose if you're acting like a whole bitch or if you're acting like my third son. Yeah. I cannot. I need you to be a man. I need you to be manning all around this house however that looks for us it may look differently for me than it looks for someone else it's not a blanket absolutely um, thing and like one thing is i don't cook everybody i meet up front if you like a woman that cooks i am not the woman for you i'm not gonna change i'm too old to change no i'm playing i'm not too old to change i just don't enjoy cooking can i cook some things i'll bang some stuff out every once in a while you'll get a good meal but for the most part every man i've ever dated cooks well Mm-hmm. And that's just God bringing somebody into my life that's strong where Won't I fall do short. It. Won't need it. Yes, it will. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like you just got to be honest about that stuff. So it may look a little different since he cooks and I do not cook. Maybe I'm more handy. I'm not, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, it it could be just some differences. Um, like I was more good with finances than my previous. Um boyfriend he made more money than me but i was just better at budgeting mm-hmm. he was not a good budgeter so that was kind of like we had zero problems financially we actually had no problems with the roles in the house sometimes i think he would be sick of cooking and when he was complaining i would just order out mm-hmm. that's just me i budget for that i know it's gonna be x amount of times where i'm gonna have to get food now i just get meals prepared every sunday and that's in my budget so it works mm-hmm. i don't have to cook and i'm single now so i really like my kid needs to eat. So that's just what it is. But that was established while you guys were dating, right? Absolutely. So he first date, I established that. Eyes wide open. Eyes wide open, right? Mm-hmm. So w- women, again, you know, pay attention to those things while you're dating. And when I mean take care of a man, I'm not saying it in a negative way. Like, but your man is going to want to be taken care of. He is going to want his you to wash clothes. He's going to want the house to be cleaned. He's going to want the kids to be tended to. He's going to want some bomb-ass sex. 
he's going to want you to right, all of that shit. Mm-hmm. And he's going to want you to keep yourself together. You know, no man wanted to be Just married to cheat with no a man. bitch that's not to get Right, yeah, I'm telling you. It's funny. They want a prize at the house, but a mess in, like, in the streets. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-mm. That's another show now. Really? Really? Like, he is going to want some things from you. And it's going to stretch you a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be some adjusting that you have to do as a woman in order to really show up in your marriage the right way. It's a lot of energy. And what I was saying before was, like, I know a lot of women who are married now or or was in the the um stage of planning like engaged to be married who are realizing what a big responsibility it is like they're like they they are working they got side hustles you know what i'm saying they're in school they got kids and they have a husband that wants meals and you got to clean up behind them and you got to you know See, at that point him. though wouldn't it be worth the conversation like hey I'm doing 15 things. You are still head of household. You're probably still the breadwinner, whatever you're doing, your man thing. But since I'm doing 15 things and maybe you're doing 10, how about you take some of these, one of these 15s that I don't necessarily have a use for? If I'm in school and I'm raising the kids and I'm still working yeah, and I'm still doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm fucking you all kind of ways in the room and the house is still clean, all that, you can cook. Yeah, I mean, you it, cook. Again, Coco, I promise you it sounds amazing. It sounds it sounds that's a real partnership. What you're it talking like about. I'm not getting married. You know what I'm saying? That's a real partnership. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's why you have to know what you're getting into and you have to have lengthy conversations about what is this marriage getting ready to look like? You know, what what do you own? What do I own? And what happens when I want to start my business or what happens if I want to go to school like Whenever I had a big thing like that that was going to change my how I showed up in the house, house? I, 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 I would sit down and talk to my ex about it. Like, okay, I'm getting ready to do this. So you're going to have to do, you know, pick up some stuff. But it never happened. And I what did he up, say? Did you tell him that or did you ask him, like, how do you feel about me Oh, absolutely. I was, very, I, you, I was very, you be the man in my okay. marriage. I was very, like, I... Even when I started working for Steve Harvey, when I took that job and I knew I was going to be traveling a lot, I sat down and talked to him about it. Like, okay, so, you know, how are we going to manage this? Like, what do you, you know, we how had a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and I respected him in that way. But he just, he never stepped into it. It just wasn't oh, part he, of It him. sounded good. but when Yeah. He, it sounded good when he got that paper on paper. He was like, eh, too much. Yeah. Him yeah. He, and so I ended up trying to still balance it all and that is just not sustainable so you just have to really understand what you're saying yes to your life is going to be different it is going to be different it's going to be different in some very amazing good positive ways as it should be but your, your new life is going to cost you your old one yeah and i find that a 100%. lot of people want to move to their next phase of their life and still move as if they're in previous phases. Yeah. And that never works. Yeah. You cannot get a promotion at a job and still move the same way you was moving in your previous position. You're yeah. in a new position, which comes with better perks, better benefits, better pay, and way more responsibility. Yes. And it's the same thing in relationships. Mm-hmm. You're not, you, you don't get the same perks as a person I'm just dating as you do as a person I'm in a committed relationship with. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the same perks as my fiance as you did as my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the same perks as my husband as you did my fiance. You're not going to get the same perks as my ex-husband as you did in any of those. <laughs> Unless <laughs> we're able clear. to maintain a really solid friendship, yeah. which 
I don't know. It happens, but I can't imagine that we're able to be friends and not work it out. Because yeah. if you're my friend, you fuck with me the long way. But it's, I don't know. I, I'm optimistic. I want to get married. I want a solid relationship. I yep. want the wedding. I want the ring. Please don't propose to me in public. I don't ever, I don't like a lot of attention. I don't like people looking at me and all that. Whoever, don't ever do that. And anybody who's ever been with me for real, they know I'm very shy in that way. Don't do no shit like that. Ask me at home while I'm cooking or not cooking. Don't do don't, 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 I might make some gonna... bacon or something. Because I cook breakfast. <laughs> you know, I might be making you some grits in the microwave. Something like that. Ask me then. Don't ask me in front of a million people at the mall coming down the escalator with banners and shit. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I want all of that and maybe maybe I'll get it, maybe not. And uh, yep, you gonna I I mean you manifest what you think about, so you you know what it you want, so you just kind of focus on that. Where's my vision board? Yeah, there we go. Now, where's my vision you board? Whole cut out man on there. Yeah, 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 I was about um, to say list yes. some stuff around him. Nice like so, man. Yes, and then men for you guys like <laughs> don't don't let women don't let women into. I think I intimidated my ex into marrying me because I was either you either gonna marry me or not, and you moving out. You strong armed them. Yeah, like I was like, you we gonna get married or we not. Like if we're if we we've been together, we was together for five years and we already had a daughter. I was like, it's either and we talked about marriage from the beginning, like day one. And I was just like, Okay, it's been five years. I done had a whole one. baby and you know, we still aren't married. So you either we either gonna get married or we, this is over. Like you need to let me go be free so I can go find my husband. Um, <laughs> not go find my husband yeah yeah she so was like yeah, I was that girl husband yep i was her i was her and so men to say all that just to you know make sure that you're ready you know don't be strong armed into proposing you know don't don't fall into ultimatums you know what i'm saying make sure you're financially emotion and emotionally and mentally ready to serve this woman as her husband because it's going to look a lot different being her husband than it was being her boyfriend or being her fiance it's going to look a lot different um being a father than being a husband you know what i'm saying whether it's a stepkid or or you know you you guys decide to have a baby like those kinds of things are critically life-changing and it's nothing that you should be uh, have a snap judgment on or a snap decision. You really have to stop and think about yourself and evaluate yourself and, you know, be confident that you're ready to take this next step in your life. Um, and not to, not to say it in a scary way or, you know, avoid this thing at all costs. It's not that it's just be honest with your, with yourself about how ready you really are. And it can't just be about her. Yes, choose the right person, but you have to also be ready to show up as show up as the right person for her. And just my personal opinion, the wedding is all about her. <laughs> it's gonna be all about me. <laughs> the only say so you will have is the budget. And tell me one of your favorite colors and your best friends that absolutely got to be in it. The rest is on me. You're just simply coming because it just looks nice. <laughs> that I'm including you in the, in the cake tasting and all that. But it's me. Wow, this is hilarious. And most people that date me knows that. Like I'm such a fucking little spoiled brat. And they, they get it. They feed into it. 
But I'm a giving person, so it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth the trouble. Ask a couple yeah. people. They trying to get back into the trouble with me. Yes, I'm, I'm going to be there for all of it. This is going to be hilarious. <laughs> it would be an extravaganza. It, it would be something that you would never forget. Because I, I like to have a good time. I like some libations and all that shit. But Ooh, Coco I, gets married. Man, that would be... That would be crazy. Home movie. Yeah, that it would be. It would be. It would be amazing. I think it's good. I say just go for it. Be open to it, but just be wanting to do the work. People want to go for it and then get there and not do shit. And yeah. that's not how it works. Just be willing to work hard and and know that some shit is gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna be some stuff going on. And and when it's a marriage, you can't be so quick to walk away. It's mm-hmm. a few things that's non negotiable, and I get that. But it should be very few things that's non negotiable. You yeah. shouldn't be crying divorce every time something goes wrong because shit's always going to go wrong. You just got to find somebody that's worth the trouble. That's what I would say. Just don't like discernment. Follow your gut. You know, get your chakras together. Whatever it is that speaks to you and how you make decisions the proper way, make sure all that shit is aligned. And I think things will work out. Pick somebody that's willing to work it out with you. You can't be the only person working. You got to be equally yoked all the way around. Yeah. That's my take on it. Get married, have fun, marry your best friend, be happy, live life. And don't get caught up in finances. Be smart with your money. You may not be where you need to be financially, but if you're smart with your money, then you'll be fine. Absolutely. Forever is a long time and to be with someone. And in that forever time period, there are going to be things that come up and happen because you have permanently bonded yourself to someone. And so that means they sh- their shit is going to be your shit and your shit going to be their shit. And your exes is going to be all in your life and your exes is going to be all in their life, depending if y'all have children or not, how much a significant of an ex it is. So you mm-hmm. got to wrap your mind around that too. And, and just make sure you've reconciled all of your past shit. Again, your new life is going to cost you your old one. Get that old life together, dead it, bury it, and show up with the new life. 100% all in. Yeah. Yay. So this okay. was a great, 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 great yeah. topic. I want you guys to please follow us on all social media platforms. Lipstick Jungle Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, or feedback, please shoot us an email at lipstickjunglepodcast at gmail.com. I am your girl, Coco Michelle. And this is your girl, Niche. Thank you for joining us today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed listening. As much as we enjoy talking about it. Yes. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.